0: Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delaine MV podcast, episode number 176. I'm your host, Dr. Delaine Vaughn. If you are looking for strategies to live a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. I have not picked up smoking. I have been sick. I was sick, actually, it was probably two weeks ago. <clears throat> and I actually feel fabulous, but this weekend I lost my voice. And um, I'm recovering from that. So I sound horrible. I apologize for that. I actually, I don't know. I want to say that I sound better today than I have for the last few days, but that's probably not true. So um, I apologize. I have not picked up smoking. I do not feel like smoking is living an actually healthy life. Please do not think anything like that has happened. I'm just feeling, my voice is just feeling a little under the weather. So um, I apologize for my voice. Again, this is episode number one hundred and seventy-six. Today, we are going to talk about badassery. It is a word, or now it is clearly. If you have seen the podcast title, it's titled "Badassery." I've said it now twice, maybe three times. There are going to be some PG thirteen words in this uh, podcast episode today. I was raised, literally born on a naval base, raised by a sailor. My dad was a sailor, my uncle was a sailor, my son's a Marine, like this is part of the environment or more part of the, I don't know, the culture that I was raised in and I have no problems about it, but if you have little humans in earshot or other humans who you'd rather not hear these words, you might wanna pop in your AirPods or your earbuds or pause until you're alone. Um, before we get started, before jumping to badassery, I do want to mention the strategies that I teach on this podcast are can be dangerous if you are medicated for your type 2 diabetes. So if you are on meds for type 2 diabetes and you start to make changes to your diet, You may need to have those. You'll likely need to have, that's the point. You're gonna need to have those meds adjusted. Recognize you are medicated because of the way that you ate before. When you change the way that you eat, you will likely need less medications. That's the whole point of making these changes. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you're medicated, medicated, be very careful about changing the way that you eat. Make sure you have a good line of communication with your medical provider. Somebody at that office who you can call and say, these are my blood sugars. Can you tell me what to do with my meds? They seem to be getting lower. Do I need to come off my meds? Do I need to make an adjustment down on my meds? What do you want me to do? Make sure you have that relationship with somebody at your medical provider's office so that you can be safe as you make these changes. And also, again, you know, I've said this, I've started saying this at the beginning of every episode. So giving you this warning about these changes these dietary changes, if you make these dietary changes, you may find that you need less meds, or it could be dangerous if you stay on the same dose of meds. So you need to have this relationship with your doctor. But do understand if your medical provider is not interested in you making these changes, if they're like, no, you don't need less meds, you don't need less insulin, you need to eat more carbs. If that's what they're saying, they do not have the same goal that you have as far as coming off of these medications. At that point, you probably need to seriously consider finding another medical provider who is going to help guide you through this process of coming off your medications. I always say that that's what my program is for. I don't take over medical care of any of my clients, but I am that watchful eye that says, hey, your, your numbers are getting too low. You need to call your doctor. Hold that med today. Call your doctor. Ask them what you want. they want you to do. I am that watchful eye to keep you safe, but do understand it can be dangerous if you make these changes and you do not have somebody being that watchful eye to guide you off of those medications. So I want to always point that out with each podcast episode in order to keep you safe. So I also want to, um, this podcast, we're going to jump in about badassery. Check out Instagram, Facebook, both of check out Delaney and on both of those platforms. I have a number of different posts over the last week where I've posted pictures that are going to go along with this podcast. So check those out, so it makes more sense to you. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel for those of you who are listening on the podcast as it's dropped in the podcast players on a Monday. That's awesome, but do understand I'm recording this on a Wednesday and I'm broadcasting it live on YouTube. So one, you can get that information early, but two, you can also interact. You can go to YouTube, you can make comments, you can do all of these, you know, you can have some interaction there. I always try to um, check out YouTube before um, I sign off. Sometimes I forget to do that, But do understand like there is the opportunity to get this information early and to have that interaction. If you have questions about what I'm talking about in the moment, you can pop that into the chat on YouTube. I apologize again for all the coughing and the raspiness of my voice. And I hope it's not too distracting to what we are going to talk about. Lastly, um, there will be a five-day session at the end of December, the week between Christmas and New Year's. I will do the five-day session. I'm going to do one for women and one for men. People have been emailing me asking, get signed up. I'm getting your emails. I'm going to put together an email that will go out here in the next week or two in order to kind of give you a rundown of what you can expect to let you know you're on the list. So if Christmas comes and you haven't gotten an email from me and you've emailed me saying, hey, I want to be in this group, or you've sent me a message on Instagram or Facebook saying I want to be in this group, and I haven't emailed you by Christmas, send me another message, send me a direct message, send me however you need, telepathically communicate with me, whatever it is you need to do to get in touch with me. Um, send me another message, harass me, because it's just that I didn't, you know, I missed it and it didn't go on the list. So um That five-day session, again, there will be a session for men. There will be a session for women. It's really going to be a primer for getting started in 2023. Make 2023 the last year you're dealing with type 2 diabetes. That is possible, totally possible for you. It's coming up. Let's launch it. Let's get started. So that will be in the end of December. (coughs) All right. So let's dig into bad atherine. This is something I have been thinking about for... Well, since October, I climbed, I summited a 14er in Colorado, the tallest 14er in Colorado um, in middle of October and really thought about what does it mean to be a badass because I realized on that trip that there are people who do these hikes, you know, I'll, I'll be summiting, I'll be hiking, and I'll pass people who clearly underestimated what they were biting off. And I realized On that trip, how many people out there really just want the picture at the summit? They want proof that they're this badass, that they do these badass things, right? And they don't understand what they're really biting off. So this week, or last week, I guess it was this weekend, I did what's called a Ragnar trail race, a Ragnar, Ragnar relay trail race. And I had a lot of thoughts about what it meant to be a badass during that. So again, if you don't follow me on Instagram, there's tons of pictures I've uploaded over the last week um, to Instagram and posted. And some of it does talk about a badass, being a badass, about me feeling like I was doing something badass at the end of it. Looking at the pictures, I'm like, oh, that was pretty badassery. So check those out. There is a post I put up this morning and I'm going to go through each of those pictures, but pictures that I looked through on my camera roll of the last year and I was like, oh, those are pretty badass things I did. That was pretty badass of me. Like looking back, I'm like, I'm pretty proud of that. That was badass. My Ragnar experience. So if you've never heard of a Ragnar, I've ran for, I've ran since I was 15 years old. So this year I'm going on 32 and a half years where I've, ran and never, I mean, it wasn't like I ever ran in high school. I never ran cross country. I never ran track. It was really, I've always ran just for me. So I have run for a very long time and never heard about a Ragnar until the last year. So a Ragnar is a relay. So there's a couple of different ways you can do it. The way that I experienced it for the first time, I was on a team of eight and there are three different loops. And each loop is, of course, a run. So you run in the, anywhere from four and a half. The one that we did, again, this they're all over the country in different parts of the country. There are road races for Ragnar, but the trails are just dreamy and fun. So why would you ever do a road race? But um, the trail races are in different parts. There are three loops. Each three loops is, you know, there's a um, easy, medium and hard essentially is what it is. And they're different lengths. So... The easies tend to be shorter, three to five miles. The longs tend to be longer, five to eight miles maybe. You total in those three loops about 15 to 16 miles. I'm sure there are some that are longer. I'm by no means an expert on the Ragnar, but this is my experience, my first one. So there was an easy, medium, hard. The easy was 5.5. The the medium was actually 4.3, I think. And then the longer one, the hard one was 6.1 miles. And you knock these out, everybody on your team, all eight of you, run each of these loops. So I ran three loops and everybody on my team ran three loops and we all ran the same three loops, so that's the idea. So for a 24 to 36 hour period, you're on this team where every every hour, hour and a half, after one finishes a loop, you're sending another team member out and they're doing their loop. and so it was really fun. It was the most, it, it was like summer camp for adults. It was a blast. There were people up all night. There was a bonfire going all night. The first night, there was a band. There's a, you know, MC, seeing everybody coming in all night long. There was camping. There were tents. There, it was just a blast. It was so much fun. But the three and a half, four hours that I ran were hard. They were, I, again, I've completed half marathon. I've completed a marathon. I've ran for a very long time. And this hands down was one of the hardest physical experiences I have ever done in my life. So I had a lot of time because you're running alone and you're on these trails. And although there were thousands of people at the Ragnar, when you were out on the trails, there was a lot of alone time. There was just, A lot of time you're like, am I even in the right place? I don't even know. So there was a lot of solitude for me to sit and think about what I was doing. And it was hot. It was in Florida. So it was warm and humid. It was very hot and humid. And then there was always the thought in the back of my head of gators and snakes. So there it was uncomfortable. I mean that the scary part of the gators and snakes, less so, but the hot and the humid, I'm a Kansas kid and it's December in Kansas. So we don't do hot and humid right now. We haven't done hot and humid for a month or two. And it was very, very uncomfortable in that run. I had trained for the distance, but there was not really a great way to train for hills, because again, Kansas, or to train for the heat and humidity. So it was very uncomfortable. I was physically pushed on this experience, on this particular uh, event, gave me a lot of time to think about what does it mean to complete? What does it mean to finish? What does it mean? I wanted to walk. I wanted to quit. I wanted to not complete the race at all. There was a lot of thinking on that. And so in the midst of it, of course, there was a lot of thought switching, right? There's a lot of refocusing on the reasons that I'm doing this experience. Why am I doing this event? Why is it so important to me to do this event? And saying that I completed it was part of that. But in the moment, saying I completed it was not nearly as important. Like it just wasn't relevant in the moment because I was so uncomfortable. Thoughts like, baby girl, we aren't quitters. That was a big one. Baby girl, we don't quit. Baby girl, we don't walk. Baby girl, we're completers, we're finishers, we do this. So there was a lot of thinking like that. But there was also time for me to think about what does it mean to quit? What does it mean to complete these events versus what does it mean to not complete them? And this idea of badassery really bubbled to the top again it came up and when I was on that hike in October in Colorado but then again I had a lot more time alone and was thinking about it um, this weekend so it's kind of funny because when I think like I want to be a badass I will call up certain personas that I've seen typically in media um to kind of you know call in my inner badass so I came up with three characters I hope you're entertained by some of it. But some of it is more reality-based. So one of the characters is Beth Dutton. I frequently will think of her when I'm like, who's a badass? Oh, Beth Dutton. I do have to rein it in a bit with Beth Dutton. Clearly, you can't ignore all social norms, laws, and certainly you can't smoke cigarettes in that many public places. For anybody who doesn't know, Beth Dutton is a character on Yellowstone. If you do not watch Yellowstone, I really enjoy that show. Um, But Beth Dutton is a character there. She's borderline villainous, definitely borderline narcissist. Uh, But she's definitely a get shit doneer. She is a kind of woman who stops at nothing to achieve the goal that she needs. Sometimes, like, questionable morals in there. But she has a task or a goal that she needs to complete, and she does not stop until that is done. So I've also frequently, and I've talked about this on the podcast, thought of Wonder Woman when I'm calling in my inner badass. And so here's the deal. I don't think of Wonder Woman because she's dressed in a swimsuit, which is clearly the wardrobe for saving the world. I don't understand that. I certainly do not think of Wonder Woman because of her hair being perfectly coiled or coiled and curled in the middle of beating somebody's ass. That is not why Wonder Woman is a badass to me. It's not because the only flaws on her skin are the ones she sustained in delivering justice to some bad guy, right? That's not what makes her a badass. For me, Wonder Woman is a badass because she is always willing to get back up and go back at it after every knock to the ground, after every punch. It is met with her getting back up and fighting for what she thinks she's in, what she believes is important. And I think that that is just utter badassery. I love Wonder Woman because I see her do that, because she's an example of that. A more realistic example of badassery is in a woman named Cat Cole. If you don't know who Kat Cole is, I highly recommend you look her up. I do not have her resume memorized, but she is the former president of Cinnabon, of the Cinnabon Corporation, and grew it, like, you know, if you look at the stats, she grew it from, I think, like 150 bakeries to like over 300 bakeries. She put them into like Schlotzky's and all of these other restaurants in order to grow the business. She changed the business model in order to make it, a, I don't know that it was a failing, but it wasn't thriving. She really launched it to be this thriving corporation. It's an unlikely hero to have me talking about the president of Cinnabon when we're talking typically about reversing type type 2 diabetes. But this woman, she came from nothing. She worked her way up from being a Hooters girl. I am not kidding. She was the youngest VP in the Hooters uh, organization at age 26 because she worked her way up. Then after Hooters, it was Cinnabon. How did this woman do it? Because she is pure grit. This woman works hard. She works really, really hard. She does not stop until she achieves the goal she's working for. She's not swayed by naysayers. She's unfazed by people who doubt her. She is a get shit doneer extraordinaire. I love this woman. I love her story. Truly a badass. So when I think about what is badassery, what does it mean to be a badass? Being a badass involves producing results. For me, I believe badassery is in the producing of the results and not letting unimportant, irrelevant things. Get in the way of the goals that you want, of the results that you want to achieve. When we think of our health goals and we see pizzas or candies or sodas or cupcakes and they're getting in the way of those goals, that's something badasses don't let happen, right? Or if you believe that like your health is not getting where you want because you're not exercising, which can be debated, but we're not going to dive into that. If you believe it's the exercise that you're missing out on because you don't have the time but then you find that you're spending hours at night watching TV or hours on some social media platform. The statistic out there is that the average American adult spends two and a half hours each day on some social media platform. If we're letting those things get in the way of the goal of exercise, that is like anti-badassery, right? Like that, badasses don't let that happen. Or maybe it's stress, like maybe you understand that your health isn't where you wanna be because you're stressed. You get stressed and maybe it's cortisol or maybe it's that you're making bad food choices when you're stressed. And maybe it's stress about some petty argument or petty disagreement with a coworker or bills or some petty quarrel with a family member, some irrelevant disappointment in your life. And that stress drives you to make bad decisions or drives your cortisol up, but that is the exchange. Badasses do not make the exchange for their health over these petty things, right? It's not the lack of um, creating your health because of the stress or the exercise or the food that's making me sick. A lot of times it's a sleep component, right? Like I know I'd be healthier if I was getting better sleep. I would make better food choices. I wouldn't have so much cortisol in my system. I'd feel better. All of these things would lead to health. But instead, we're trading Jimmy Kimmel at night for that result. Badasses don't do that. These are the reasons that I frequently will hear from women who are trying to reverse their type 2 diabetes, who are struggling to make those choices. <clears throat> they believe that these reasons, that they can't figure out how to not eat the food, that they can't, don't have time to exercise, that they're so stressed that they can't get sleep. They believe that these are the reasons they're sick with type two diabetes. They're fearful that they that these things are going to cause them to lose a toe, end up on insulin, go blind, end up on dialysis. They believe that these are the things that are keeping them from a vital life of longevity with their families and their loved ones. They're exchanging their health for pizzas and candies and sodas and cupcakes and social media and television shows and coworkers and bills and family. Arguments and whatever it is they're doing at night that keeps them up, right? They're exchanging that for their health. Badasses don't do that. These are irrelevant things that we exchange for our goals, the results, the health that we want. Deciding if these things are worth their health is like work that needs to be addressed by each of us, right? For me, in my brain, badass women don't let irrelevant issues get in the way. But there are certainly things that are important to us that we choose to exchange, right? Like I choose, for me, I want to deal with certain things in my life. I put them into my life because they're important to me. We all do this and we don't do it begrudgingly. Like we don't begrudge the important things in our life. We do them lovingly because we want to do them. And we understand that there's plenty of us to do the important things. And I want you to hear that. There's plenty of you and your time to go around and do the important thing. If you find that you are pittering time away on social media, on television shows like Yellowstone, which is the only show that I watch in one hour a week. Um, But I do find that I lose time on social media platforms. Absolutely. If you're pittering away your peace because you're stressed about petty things, Like these are not things that we want to do. We don't want, we begrudge these things because they're really not important to us. We don't do them lovingly because we don't want to do them. There's plenty of us to do the important things. For me, I want to give my attention to my children and my grandson, right? I make exchanges. Some people call these things sacrifices. They aren't sacrifices, they aren't hard. I love every minute of it. I love every dollar spent traveling to see my family and my son and his family in Louisiana, which is a nine-hour drive or a $400 (laughs) airplane ride for me, right? I love every minute. I love every penny spent. I want to spend time with my friends. I love my work. I love all of my work. Every different thing that I do professionally, I love. And I want to give of me to those things. The issue at hand is not the things that we want to give our attention to. The issue at hand that's robbing you of the results that you want is the things that you don't want to give your time to, but you end up doing it anyway. Badasses don't do that. I don't want to give my time. And I'm not saying I'm a badass. that's not, and I'll get to that. But for me, I don't want to give my time to food that makes me sick. Like I don't want to exchange my health for cupcakes, ice cream, pizza. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to give myself to petty disagreements with coworkers and I sure as shit would not waste any time or mental energy with arguments with my family, my brother and my parents. Like I wouldn't waste any of my energy in that space. I don't want to give my time to some petty disappointment. I don't want that to get between me and my goals. I enjoy social media, but I don't want to sacrifice my goals for it. So there are things that we have to like figure out, okay, how do I want to enjoy this? How do I want to enjoy television? How do I want to watch Yellowstone, but not sacrifice all of my goals for So the way I see badass women, a badass woman is somebody who does not exchange her goals for the things that she's really not willing to do it for, the unimportant and and irrelevant distractions. So today I want to talk about what does it actually look like to be a badass? How do we know when we're doing the badass things? Because I want to offer that clearly it's not what we're seeing on TV and Beth Dutton and Wonder Woman and even Cat Cole. Okay. When you look up pictures of these women, you're going to find svelt bodies and perfect hair and amazing makeup and expensive suits, except for Wonder Woman. She's in an expensive, weird swimming suit, but it's still pricey, right? All of them are, you know, you can find all of these women and all the power poses under the sun, everything you can imagine. So this what makes up the badass. This is what we see, and this is what we try to emulate, and then we can't figure out why. When I do I when I do my which I didn't. I mean like my hair is but it's wild hair Wednesday, but. When we do our hair, when we do our makeup, when we wear the expensive clothes, why aren't we creating the badass results that we're looking for? When I end up at the top of a mountain or when I go to REI and I buy all the expensive gear and I put it on and I take a picture of myself, why is that not the same as being at the top of the mountain? Why is that different? Those things are not what makes a badass. Society is, uh, marketing is probably selling us an image of badassery, but that's not badassery. We're taught this in society that that's what it takes to be badass. And so we get really disappointed when we go to do the work and find out that it's so hard, but we really believe we're a badass. Anyone can get their hair and makeup done. Anybody can put on the clothes and make them look sharp and hold the power pose. There's no accomplishment in looking the part. The accomplishment, the badassery is in the doing. It's not the clothes from REI that makes somebody a badass at the summit. It's the I walked every single step for seven miles from 9,000 feet in elevation to 14,441 feet in elevation. I walked every step. I had every piece of sweat, every drop of sweat. I had all the oxygen that dwindled to you know so so thin air at that peak I did all of that that's the badass thing so the example in my head these human you know Wonder Woman and Beth Dutton I would offer maybe Cat Cole is the real McCoy and I'm dive into that she's truly a badass but they do all have an element of it right so for Beth Dutton in all of her harshness and lack of moral and ethic code moral and you know ethics code, she's questionable. But there is something to be learned from not letting others' opinions drive us. There's something to be said for giving less shits in life. Badasses don't look at others for guidance. True badasses know that they have that guidance inside. They know. Badasses know that what they're doing to reach that goal. For me, I could have looked at all the other runners last weekend and watched how they were striding and watched what their pace was For me, I knew it was the next step forward. Baby girl, we aren't quitters. Baby girl, we don't walk. Next step forward, let's keep going. That was inside. Badasses know that. For Wonder Woman, it's her ability to get back up, even when she's knocked down. That's badassery. And that's something that's driven inside of her. Because if you look around, everybody else stays knocked down. For Kat, for Kat Cole, she's the real McCoy. She is truly a story of working hard until you get it figured out. But the characteristic I really love in her is the willingness to give it a try when you have no idea how, be willing to be wrong, the willingness to try and try and try again until you figure it out, the willingness to look like a failure to others along the way, right? Like see Beth Dutton, right? What did we just discuss about Beth Dutton? giving less shits about what others see along the way. You know, this idea of continuing to try and try again, that's Wonder Woman, right? Like doing it over and over, getting back up until you figure it out. I don't know everything about Cat Cole, <laughs> but she seems very, very badass to me. So when we decide on a result that we want to create, when we sign up for a goal, when we, in our brain, we want the finish line. So many of us get coaxed in by the finish line. We want the picture of us crossing the finish line. We want the picture of the summit. We want the picture of us with the before and after weight loss shots, right? We want the picture in our head of going through the day without medication, with no finger sticks, with no insulin shots, with sitting at our doctor's office as they review our A1C results of 5.2. We want that end result, but that is not what being a badass looks like. It's no wonder we're disappointed when it's time to do the thing. And we're like, no, 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 this isn't what I signed up for. Because it looks nothing like that end picture. So what does it look like in reality? In reality, when I think of the things for me, and I can only speak for me, when I think of the things that I've accomplished, like the things that I'm really proud of, You know, I had one term baby and then I had twin preemies. When I think about my education, when I think about rebuilding after divorce, when I think about learning to grow a business and build a business, when I think about how I learned to rock climb, how I taught myself the paddleboard, how I learned the safety things that you need to know before you go up a 14er and try to climb a mountain, Being a grandmother, learning how to do that, even though I think like in my brain, I'm still like, you know, I don't know, 19 years old, seems impossible that I could be a grandmother. But I think about what it meant, like how I learned that process, learning to love, like learning to be in a relationship, never being sure if I'm doing it quote unquote correctly. When I think of these things, they're not perfectly quite fair. There is no perfect makeup. There's no expensive clothing. Typically, it looks exhausted and and spent on the floor, not a power pose, right? So again, I want, I hope that you have a chance. I hope they have an Instagram account. And I want you to go and look at my Instagram post from last week or from this week. As I dropped this podcast on Monday, it will be last week. I posted 10 pictures from my phone that as I was going back and looking over the years, like, man, that, that was badass. That was a pretty badass experience. I was badass in that picture. When I look at them, and there were plenty of pictures, actually I had to cut back to 10 because Instagram won't let me post more than that. There were pictures of me in a hazmat, you know, with a hazmat COVID suit, as I was going in early on in COVID before everybody got immunized and I was hazmatted up. There were pictures of me, early morning runs, certainly no makeup, hair, pathetic. Just, I don't even know what to say about my hair. <laughs> Those pictures, they were tragic. Some were hot and sweaty, some were freezing cold with hats on to stay warm. There were pics of me outdoor climbing, right? A weekend with my friends out and climbing in the, in Arkansas on the rocks, right? There was no makeup. There was sweat. Literally, there was blood. There were bugs. There was dirt probably on my face. There were pics of me sleeping in the back of my SUV near a trailhead so I could get up first thing in the morning before the sun came up and some at a 14-er. There were pictures of me at the top of a 14-er. (laughs) There was no makeup, There's lots of sweat, there's limited oxygen for God's sake. I was cold, but it was exhilarating. There are early morning paddle boarding sessions where I have my workout clothes on because I typically would work out and then I would go do that. There was no makeup, it was hot, I was sweaty. There was, there's a picture of my home lit up with Christmas lights, which seems weird, but what was badass about that? is I put up all those decorations on my own after my divorce. There was no man to help me. And it's totally imperfect in every way. (laughs) It's mismatched lights, which are hysterical, but that was badassery to me. There has been the recent picture picture of me crossing the Ragnar um, in this relay race. It was the end of, it was the last of my three runs. Um, certainly there was a lot of dirt, there was a lot of sweat, there was blood, there were no shower facilities at this, at the campsite. So there was a lot of grossness after three runs were built up on me. So, and then there was a picture of me, I was doing a home project again in a hazmat suit. There was bugs, there was creatures that I were going to, I was going to clean up in this home project. There was a lot of dirt and there was a lot of elbow grease, right? So when I looked at all of those pictures and those pictures came across, I was like, oh, I was pretty badassery. When I think about what makes up badassery, when I think about it in the examples, the characters, right, that I use, the things that make up badassery for Beth Dutton was the ability to be uncomfortable with judgment until she learns how to create the results she wants, right? For Wonder Woman, it was the ability to tolerate the pain and keep fighting for what she feels is important. For Cat Cole, it was the willingness to continue to try, fail and until she succeeds, right? For me, this is what badassery looks like. It's the vulnerability, the toleration, the being able to tolerate discomfort, the failing. It's the dirt, the sweat, the blood, the tears. It's not the power post. It's not the finish line. The finish line pick is not what makes you a badass. It's the ability to do these things that other people aren't willing to do. It's the ability to be vulnerable where others aren't willing. It's the ability to be uncomfortable where others aren't willing. It's the ability to get dirty, to sweat, to bleed, to keep going, even through the tears. And some of those tears, when I think of those pictures that I posted, at least for some of my mountain climbing experiences, and certainly for that Ragnar, there were tears and it was ugly crying tears, right? That's for me, what I believe badassery is. It's the doing of the things that others won't do, that others choose not to do. For those who choose that and they choose to continue to do that over and over and over again until they reach their goals, that is badassery, okay? So the pics I posted on social media, the ones that I just went through, recognize I'm not glamorous in those pictures. I'm not well put together. There's no fancy clothes. There's no well-done hair. There's barely makeup. I don't know, most of them don't have any makeup on them. So when you look at your health goals, the things that you want to create where your health is concerned, when you look at those, there's nothing wrong with thinking about life without meds. There's nothing wrong with thinking about life without finger sticks. There's nothing wrong with thinking about, I'm never going to have to do insulin injections. And certainly friends, there's nothing wrong But thinking about sitting at that doctor's appointment while your doctor tells you that your A1C is 5.2, there's nothing wrong with seeing yourself in that space, but don't be confused. That is not what makes it badass. That is not what will make you a badass. What makes it badass is when you're sitting at the dinner party and you're having salad and chicken while everybody else is having pasta and bread. That's badass. It's watching everybody ice cream at the 4th of July picnic while you have a couple chunks of watermelon. That is badass. It's eating the only, only the insides of the sandwich at the Super Bowl party or the football party or the, you know, whatever event you're at. It's eating only the insides while everybody else eats everything. The insides, the outsides, the bread, the Doritos, the sodas, the brownies, all the things. That's badass. Getting up at 5 a.m. while the rest of the house sleeps so that you can get your exercise in, that's badass. Badassery is calculating your macronutrients and then comparing them to your blood sugars every damn day until your blood sugar is normalized. Those are the badass things. These are the things that most people are not willing to do. The doing of these things is what is badass they were easy to do, everybody would be doing it. And it wouldn't be badassery. So I want you to consider what is it like to be these women, these characters? What is it like to be badass? What do you think they think about the way they're living their life? My suspicion is they're not, they don't see what they're doing as particularly badass. Okay, maybe Beth Dutton, she's again, borderline narcissist. Maybe she sees herself as badass, but I'll guarantee to you, Wonder Woman does not get back up because she's like, ooh, this is badass. Cat Cole does not persist because it's like, ooh, I'm gonna be a badass. When I look at women in my life, even women that I consider are badasses, when I think of my colleagues, there's one particular colleague in my community, and I, I got to sit at the dinner table with her at a meeting last night, and I looked over at her. She has decades of service in our community. And everybody knows she's a badass. Everybody. She, in the 1980s, was lead on HIV care. She is bright. She is brilliant. And she was up earlier than everybody else, and she rounded later than everybody else. And typically, she did it in the heels. She is a badass. And I'll guarantee you, every time she put her heels on, she was like, oh, I'm doing this to be a badass. Every time she did it, she wasn't up early in the morning because she's like, oh, I'm going to be a badass. She was serving. That's what made her a badass. Is she was doing it out of service. I have another colleague who constantly is fighting against the system, trying to help others see how medicine is doing it wrong. She constantly is getting questioned by her colleagues. She's getting her integrity brought into question by her colleagues, and she does it anyway. She does not do it because she's like, "Ooh, I'm going to be a badass." She does it because there's something to be done. There is a need to be filled. When we look at it from the outside, where we're sitting unwilling to take those big risks, all we see is a badass. So I can't think, or I can't speak to what others think in these moments. I don't know what everybody thinks. I'm very certain they're not running around going, Oh, I'm going to be a badass. But when I look at the pictures that I posted, the ones where I thought, Man, that was pretty badass, what I did. The thought going through my head at the time of those pictures being taken was never, man, I'm going to be a badass. The thought was typically, and again, I'm a sailor. I mean, like I was raised by a sailor, guys, so bear with me. I don't mean this disparagingly. Got an oomph behind it, but the thought usually going through my head is hookers. I'm going to get this shit done, Okay. My focus was always on what I wanted to accomplish. When I was hazmated up for a COVID patient, I was never like, "Ooh, I'm such a badass going in here." It's like, oh, I need to see if that patient's safe. They need further intervention." When I'm up in the morning for a run, whether it's hot or cold, I'm not going, "Ooh, I'm going to go and sweat my ass off and it's going to be badass." I'm like, "No, I got to get out there. My brain, my body, my soul needs this." When I rock climb, I don't ever think of the next move is, ooh, this is gonna be a badass move. This is more like God, I hope I don't fall. And man, I wonder what it looks like from the top. Whenever I'm sleeping in the back of my car, getting ready to go on a trail run. I'm never going, ooh, this is so badass. Typically, I'm thinking, man, I make questionable life decisions. Whenever I'm hazmated up for a house project, it's never, ooh, this is badass. It's like, man, this space is gonna be amazing. Whether I'm paddleboarding. It's not because of badassery. It's because it's what my soul needs. When I'm hanging Christmas lights, it's never because, oh, I'm going to be a badass. More like, baby girl, you got this. When I crossed the finish line of that Ragnar this weekend, I was not thinking, wow, what a badass I am. I'm like, girl, you got to keep moving. Keep moving to that finish line. When I'm summiting, when I'm summiting a 14er, the thought is never, man, I'm such a badass. The thought of you is gonna be amazing up there. So when you think about the thoughts of the people who do the things, the things that others aren't willing to do, the others who aren't willing to do it, we see it as being a badass. But these things can be nurtured. These thoughts that drive the action, the results that you want, those components can be nurtured. These thoughts can be grown. Last week, had I focused, and it's not that the thought of quitting didn't run through my brain, it totally did. If I had practiced putting that thought on replay, I would have quit. Absolutely. But that wasn't what I practiced. The thought that I practiced over years, baby girl, you're a finisher. You're not a quitter. We don't quit. Same thing when I summit a mountain, when I summit a 14er. And again, I'm talking about 14ers. I'm not talking about Everest, for God's sake, I'm talking about 14ers. But it's still hard work. When I get to 13,000 mi- feet in the air, and the oxygen's thin and I'm tired and I'm sweaty, and sometimes I'm a little dizzy, if I focused on only that part, I would quit. But my thought is always, man, it's going to be amazing from the top. I can't wait to see it. So I want you to look in your own life. Who are the badasses in your life? What are they doing? Where is their focus? Are they focused on being a badass? The finish line pick? Probably not. Are they focused on the, doing what they need to do? The next movement, the task at hand, what keeps them going in the right direction? Are they focused on getting shit done? My suspicion is this is where the badasses are focused. They are not focused on being a badass. The things that are done by few. If they were easy, everybody would be doing them. They would not be badassery. Badassery is doing the thing that others are not willing to do, and this is where coaching helps. This is where you can coach and learn to nurture how to do the things that others aren't willing to do. It's not easy at first, and this is why coaching is there. This is what my program helps women do. Women with type 2 diabetes, they need to learn how to do the things in order to not be diabetic anymore, but the work in between the diabetic the not being diabetic anymore cannot be where your focus is. It's the movement in between and that's where coaching helps. That's what my my program helps women do. It's hysterical to think about it, but really this is training ground for badassery. So if this is something you're interested in, if this is where you know the issue is, if you just need some knowledge base on like what causes type two diabetes, listen to the podcast. I go into that multiple different times in multiple different episodes. Check it out, implement that knowledge, make those changes. But if you want the results and you know what needs to be done, but you're having that hard time doing the things, that's where coaching will help. Send me a message, Delane at DelaneMD.com. I'm happy to answer any questions, get you on a consult, tell you how my program will help you. We can get you started and you can start working on this and getting that result that you want. All right. I'm going to I'm going to hit stop on the recording. So anybody listening on the podcast, um, you can find me back here next week. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, you can always email me, Delane at DelaneMd.com. I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm going to stop recording and then I will answer any questions in the YouTube channel. I will talk to you next week.